Welcome back to the R-Rated Podcast. The R-Rated Podcast. This week's guest is... Welcome back to the R-Rated Podcast. Today's guest is Montgomery Morrow, and he's a actor, writer, director, producer, and co-founder of No Tomorrow Productions, which comes from your last name, and I just <laughs> literally put that together like right before we started recording, which I think is really unique and fun. Um, I want to definitely talk about that. But first, where are you from? Well, first of all, thanks for having me. I really thanks appreciate for coming it. This on. is cool. Uh, I'm from New York. I'm from Westchester. I'm about cool. an hour north of New York City. Awesome. Okay, yeah. so New York's a fun big city, but so is LA. So why did you choose LA? Uh, well, New York, I was out there for a while. Okay. You know, I graduated college. I went back to New York, spent a lot of time yeah. in Brooklyn. Born of... and raised in New York. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I got out of town for college. I mm-hmm. went to college in Charleston, South mm-hmm. Carolina. Shout out. Nice. But um, I spent a lot of time in Brooklyn mm-hmm. doing my thing in New York, acting. That's where I started the production company. Okay. But then Jessica, my partner and I. Who was um, also on the podcast, episode yeah. 97. Check, Check it, it out. out. <laughs> Um, we have been talking about LA for a while and okay. she had a couple short films out here and yes. we decided to take the plunge. Wow. Okay. So how, how long ago did you start your production company? Was that like one of the first things you started off with or did you start off with acting? Cause so, you wear a lot of hats. <laughs> yeah. 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 So acting was always the thing. That's what started me into this oh, okay. business. You know, okay. like I used to, my brother would make fun of me cause I used to walk around wearing like a blazer and my dad's cowboy boots, like <laughs> humming the Terminator. Uh, soundtrack. Yeah. I was you like, know, what was outfit like, is that? <laughs> I don't know. I just cute, found cute. stuff and put it together. Um, so acting was always a thing, middle yes. school, high school, college, all okay. that. And then I worked on a, indie feature film called oh. Hard Sell. Ooh, okay. Check it out. It's available. Nice. Uh, Sean Nolaboff directed it. Really Ooh. good friend. Is and this this is after high school? Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right like, a like, couple right, years after. Couple years after. Okay. Um and so talking to Sean, mm-hmm. he was about twenty five making mm-hmm. the film and mm-hmm. I we had become friendly and we're hanging out one yeah. day and I said, you know, this is where I want to be. You wrote, directed this thing. Mm-hmm. And how, how did you get here? And he okay. kind of turned to me and just said, don't wait for anyone to give you an opportunity. You got to make one yourself. Wow. Love that. That's 100% accurate. Yeah. So okay. he really inspired me to start the production company mm-hmm. and just start making stuff, uh, make roles for myself. Wow. I, got I like that. From so there. instead of like, are you still going to auditions at this time? Or are you like, you know what? I'm just going to make roles for myself. Like you literally said it. So yeah. Just doing both. Yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of got st- not stuck behind the camera, but I was yeah. behind the camera for a while. Right. And now um, moving to L.A., I mm-hmm. said I'm going to get represent- representation. Mm-hmm. And I did that last year. Oh, so this cool. year I've been auditioning a bunch and kind of getting back into that yeah. actor nine to five. Yeah. Well, not nine to five. It's, 20, it's <laughs> more 24 like, seven. Yeah, more like 16 hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 12 yeah. hour days. <laughs> um, but just auditioning and, right. and kind of getting back in the groove of that because right. it is a different beast being in your house shooting against a, mm-hmm. a wall with some lights mm-hmm. versus being on set. Having prepared the, you know, the role for weeks or whatever. Yeah, and having whole production stereo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what was the initial thing that sparked your acting into like what film was it or what do you remember what moment that was for you? Um, That's a really good question. I think 
having two older brothers mm-hmm. who Mackenzie, who's the middle brother and has I love the names. Shout out your parents. <laughs> yeah. Great names. Great shout names. out to Gloria and Jean. Yeah, shout out Gloria. I love it. Okay, wait, Mackenzie's your older so brother. So I'll, I'll go down the list. Okay. So it's Michaela, Maximilian, cool. Mackenzie, Montgomery. Love yeah. the M names. So yes. Okay, there. okay. Created. Like so that. so uh Mackenzie who I started the production mm-hmm. company with, but mm-hmm. Having two older brothers, they would show me movies when mm. I was a kid that I had sh- should not have been watching, pretty much. Love that. <laughs> so uh, it's funny. I think The Shining really <laughs> got me You're to like, want to be. One. That's the one. I want to be the kid me. on the tricycle. On no, I want to be Jack Nicholson. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's Wendy, cool. give me the bat. Yeah, um, <laughs> I like that. I like that. Very cool. So I read the book actually. And then I think just, I mean, I'm sure there's other movies before that, yeah. but really that one feels the like the, mm-hmm. the foundation of this mm-hmm. i feel like do you still would you still like that kind of um genre to act in yourself like the the thriller the, the psychological stuff the more like maybe dark stuff not dark but like you know a little bit deeper than like ha like laugh at my pain <laughs> <laughs> yeah i actually i really like darker yeah. characters and mm-hmm. i think i mean that must be why i think i'm attracted For to sure. that yeah because i think it's just the complicated nature of mm-hmm. who they are and mm-hmm. as an actor you have to um, you know, you can't judge your character. You really got to yes. like understand why they think this way. And right. that for me is so interesting because I don't feel like I'm that mm-hmm. in real life. So mm-hmm. I'm really, you know, putting on someone else's pants. You right. Know? <laughs> so what was the first thing that you ever wrote and directed yourself? Great question. So I was at College of Charleston. Shout out again. Okay. Um, and there's a center stage. It's mm-hmm. a it's a student run mm-hmm black box theater yeah and i i got inspired by actually a friend of mine's Mm -hmm. short story that he told me about Oh, okay. and so i was getting inspired by it and i asked him do you mind if i write a play Mm? based on it and he was like no sure do it is this your first time writing a play yes i mean i had written little shorts and things and played around but this is a first full-length play how different is a play from like a a screen play you know a screen like a short film or a feature film because like i've never like written a play but i i've written you know short films and feature films so i'm like how different is the setup yeah i mean i think from a like foundational standpoint Mm -hmm. in a film you're trying to show Mm -hmm. and in a play you have to tell you know there's plenty of play like in a film you don't want people talking about someone who isn't there talking about a conflict that's not right right in front of you whereas in a play there's plays that talk about people that aren't there for like two hours So and people are telling their backstory and how they right. feel and right. so it's it's just it's the story told mm-hmm. through the voice. I like um, that. Whereas a film, it's like show me the visuals, try and say as little as possible. Right. You know, let the right. actors do it, it with right. their subtext and totally. You know, so totally. That that would be like the foundational difference for okay. me. I think that's an excellent point. Okay, so you were like, I'm gonna write a play. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> casual. <laughs> yeah, so it probably took me like a year to write. And I actually, I went abroad to Florence and I was there Italy. for like four okay. months. So I was like chipping away at that. I'd be like in class, like listening to someone t- talk and I'd be like, ooh, I just got an idea and I'd ooh. write it down. So I think I really fleshed it out there. Mm-hmm. And then I came back. Mm-hmm. It was my senior year. Mm-hmm. And I ironed it out. I finished it mm-hmm. and pitched it. So that was, I got approved. I, wow. ma- I did the show. Yeah. Um, was it performed at school or like a community theater? Yeah, I had like, uh, I think it was like a weekend or two weekends wow. put on. You know, we had a, a great feeling. two months of mm-hmm. rehearsal or something like mm-hmm. that. I, you know, cast a lot of my friends. Were, so you were able to 
actually direct it yourself to like even though it was your first play to like that you directed right yeah wow yeah. and that i mean that's why i'm really grateful for yeah. college of charleston no. um yeah. because they allowed us to do that mm -hmm. and we got to run this theater i mean mm -hmm. there was like a you know professor liaison or whatever right. but we really it was really ours and wow. so i really got the bug what challenges them. did you face directing a play um i mean you got to that's a good question. You got to build the set. You know, you yeah. really have to visualize everything. Right. And I think coming from a play background and okay. theater background, I actually visualize film very similarly. Yeah. Do you like, see it in your head? Like you see it? like Yes. But also I see more like wider shots and mm. blocking mm. more is something okay. that I think about a lot. Right. Because I, I learned that from theater. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm going to turn my body or I'm going to stand here. Right. And they're going to sit down. And right. I think that I think a lot of film directors know that, too. Right. But you watch films and it's shot with a long lens mm -hmm. and it's a over the shoulder close up. Right. Whereas <laughs> I'm like, let's shoot a little wider and right. see them move around each other. I like that. And I, I think you see that in older filmmaking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you do. Um, so yeah. the, I love watching older movies for that reason. <laughs> wow. OK. And then so after you directed your play, like where were you at now? Like mentally, were you like, I want to keep doing plays or were you like that was cool, but I want to try like more film stuff i think i always knew i wanted to do film okay and i said i want to go to a theater school because okay. theater is you know the the, mm -hmm. the thing that where acting began and, you know I what mean, i'm you're saying from like, new york broadway's huge yeah like, yeah i get it yeah totally. i mean i don't think i ever have broadway on my mind to okay. be completely honest but i i just was like i think i want to go to where mm -hmm. acting feels like it started which is theater and i'd right. always been doing that mm -hmm. And I think I graduated being like, eh, I probably could have gone to film school, but it, you know, it doesn't matter. YouTube it's University, my journey. Honestly, you don't yeah. really need to go to film school. I've had a lot of different guests on and I think we established like, you don't really need to go to film school. <laughs> yeah. Which I definitely learned that like creating my own production yeah. company and, yes. and making stuff. So how did you create your own production company for, you know, there's a lot of people listening that are in that same boat that are like, you know, I want to, I want to start a production company. I don't know where to start. How do I start that? How do you, so how do you start something like that? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, there's obviously the legal side to it. Right. Um, there's obviously the more easy side. I mean, legal, there's like websites and mm -hmm. stuff that you can go on that mm -hmm. pay whatever it is and get your LLC created and get right. the name and stuff. But I think now because of social media and yes. Instagram and all that, you can create a page just with the name, mm -hmm. get a website mm -hmm. and then just YouTube. You know, so it's like you can kind of establish the name and your production company mm -hmm. without actually doing all the legal stuff right. to do right. all of that. Wow. And what was so what was your main intention to starting a production company? Like, what was your goal behind it? Like, why did you want to do that? I mean, I think it was really to not wait for any parts to make my own. Yeah. And I I wrote a feature film with mm -hmm. a friend mm. and we shot it for like $10,000, like nice. Kickstarter, raised the money. Hell yeah. And it was our first thing. So we watched it and we were kind of like, oh, this like isn't that good, <laughs> you know? Um, so we cut it down. It, yeah. it became like a short film okay. and learned a lot from that experience. Mm -hmm. Actually, it took me a while to finally like finish editing it and put it out because I was just so I was like we raised all this money, which it. like ten thousand dollars now is it's but a lot like, of money. But it's your first yeah. time, yeah. You're like, oh my god, ten thousand dollars. No, I felt the same thing. I was like, <laughs> all my friends and family are gonna hate me yeah. now. Yeah, um, and uh, so so that was fine. But yeah, I think to answer your question it was really just to act. Yeah. But I think 
doing everything and mm-hmm. realizing like, oh, I'm actually pretty good at producing and mm-hmm. oh, I can really like see things visually as a director mm-hmm. helped me being on either side of the camera. Right. And yeah, so. I was going to say, how did the producing come into play? Was it because you were, you know, you were essentially producing your own films and you kind of learn it when you, when you, that's how you learn, honestly, you just kind of do it yourself. Is that how it kind of came to be? Or? Yeah, I think like the education that I got in theater yeah. was one of like a very, knowing every aspect. Like okay. I took a makeup class, I took mm-hmm. a costuming class, I took a lighting class. Hell yeah. So one of my like big things that I want to do on a film set is know how every department needs to work yeah and that helps me as a producer Mm -hmm. so I think people respect that because I when I say how much time is it going to take I respect them because I know you know it's it's not just grabbing something and putting you know um, which is a huge thing to know because not a lot of people know that and Mm -hmm. and time always gets taken away on set you know you start off with like you have an hour and then next thing you know you have 20 minutes right right so judging that and knowing that is huge for a producer and and having that communication too so that's that's awesome is there any like is there anything that you're like oh i really wasn't expecting that with producing i mean like on a budget wise like 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 uh equipment always costs a ton locations yeah. you know feeding yeah. people feeding the food like, yes <laughs> and also i one of the Half things the budget is literally feeding people i'm like bye <laughs> and one of the things i learned too was a happy uh sorry a well-fed crew is a happy crew yes so if you're getting pizza every day oh, or like oh we'll just order this like <laughs> no no trust me spend the extra money your crew yes. will be very happy and they'll work very hard yes. for you food the, is important the long sets that i worked on like they fed us really well so i'm like i can't really mm. be mad but mm-hmm. i'm tired but you know what right. The food is so good. They'll have like a, a beignet truck for us. And I'm like, oh, my God. OK, beignets and coffee. That's Hell yeah. Awesome. I'll, I'll work 14 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because then you're just when there's a moment of a break, you're not like, oh, like right. pizza again. Yeah. You know, you're like, ooh, this is fun. This there's is a like, new treat. It's yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, you know, you got to kind of keep everyone on their feet in terms of what you're yes. going to feed them. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. exciting. Ex- no, yeah. exactly. So how long, ago, how many years has it been now that you've had your production company? Like, so almost 10 years. Oh my so God. So 2014, wow. July nice. 2014. Congratulations. Yeah, so That's we gotta, huge. We got to throw a big party or something yeah. next summer. How have you seen it evolve and like maybe like change in the last like 10 years? I mean, a lot. I think mm-hmm. the caliber of stuff that we're making, mm-hmm. I think our marketing has improved a nice. ton. Um, I think one thing I learned as a producer is that, especially mm-hmm. when raising money, mm-hmm. like you got to ask everybody and the worst they can say is no. You know, I mean, people. I can... live by that. Like the worst that can happen is no. Right. It's not like someone's going to say never talk to me again. I hate Literally, you. Literally. And like, if they do, then you're you? like, all right, OK, <laughs> yeah. I guess you don't like me. <laughs> you're like um, but for for raising money mm-hmm. or, you know, and it's important to just not be afraid to say, hey, we're making a thing. We need some money. Are you interested? And just go through your phone and call Mm -hmm. everybody. I mean. What do you do? So after like you create your film, are you submitting them to film festivals as as well? Or like what is, what is your method of getting your film out there? Because a lot of people like we don't, necessarily always learn that you know it's like in film school even we learn how to make films but it's like what about after what about when the film's done what do we do then (laughs) yeah that's been an interesting journey uh for us i think uh early on submitting to festivals i picked you know i i I did a web series it was Mm -hmm. a comedy web series Mm -hmm. called the show check it out six part i love i love that you um (laughs) have different you do you do so many different genres it's not just like oh like uh, thrillers or comedy it's like I feel like you tap into everything like you've done plays so I think it's really cool because it, it does shape you to be a better director actor everything because you you know you're 
dipping your feet into everything. You're like, oh, I have experience with this. It's not just like, oh, I only do this. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> not putting you in a box, which I like. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. I think what's important for me is like following mm-hmm. the fun. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm not doing that, then yeah. I'm going to get in my head. I'm going to question what I'm doing. Right. And that's like where the biggest obstacles are. So yeah. if I'm following the thing that's inspiring me right yeah. now. Yeah. And I make it, mm-hmm. then I'm not hesitating. Yeah. You know, I'm obviously I'm going to have thoughts and feelings and things, right. but things come up. Overall, but... I'm like, no, this is really fun, and and yeah. I trust that more. Yeah. Rather than being like, are people going to like this? Because I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I like this, and that's right. what's important. So right. Um, and sometimes it switches. Sometimes I'm working on something that feels fun, and mm-hmm. then I get another idea for something else, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put that down for a minute because this is feeling like work. Right. But let me go to that, and then I'll, you know, it's like sometimes ping ponging, which I don't always recommend, mm-hmm. but. Finding the fun is important to get stuff made. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of the festival question, yeah, I think my biggest piece of advice was like be as specific as you can okay. with submitting. Okay. Yeah. Because if you're just throwing your film around, you're mm-hmm. going to spend a lot of money. You're probably going to yeah, get rejected. It's not that cheap, right? <laughs> you know, and that's that's the name of the game is yeah. just not hearing back and spending a lot of money. But at least you're more tailored, you're more specific. So if I have a horror film, Mm -hmm. like focus on horror uh, festivals. Right. Yeah. And and also watch some of the films that went to that festival Mm, that were successful and say, is mine similar to this? Yeah. Why or why not? And maybe it's a good fit, maybe not. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing I'll say is email like the reps like go on linkedin find out who works there Mm. who's like in the programming Mm -hmm. department and say hey i submitted my film even if you don't know them because they want that and they want to get to know people and upcoming filmmakers Mm -hmm. so that's another aspect of producing where you don't want to be shy you know you're marketing your film to these festivals right so they can sell tickets is there another way to market your film besides film festivals or is that like a, a good way to to go about it when you're more, you know, a little bit more independent or like not working for a major studio. Yeah, I mean, I would say we have like me and my brother and No Tomorrow, we've had like a weird relationship with film festivals okay. where sometimes we don't get in and we're not right. sure why, but yeah. we really like the film and yeah. people are giving us like good, good responses. Right. Yeah. yeah, it happens. So we just end up releasing it online or mm-hmm. doing a little watch party with mm-hmm. friends and just spreading it through word of mouth because yeah. ultimately... Even a film festival, people will see it. I mean, I've seen short films at film festivals, and I don't remember right. them after. I'm like, right. oh, that was really good. Yeah, and in the moment. Some I remember, but right. uh, I think what's important is, you know, you made something, share it with the people you love. Hopefully, they'll spread it around. Yeah. Tell everyone about it <laughs> also. But I think also it's like then when you start making the next one, mm-hmm. you can say, hey, I made this thing. Mm-hmm. Come check it out. Here's my you know, resume, my portfolio. So do you have a director's reel? And if you do, like how or like if you do, like, are you how are you judging? Like, OK, I should have a director's reel versus like an actor's reel. Or do you have both? Or do you have like all of the above? Because you have you wear so many hats. So it's like, what are you showing people when you're like, hey, like, you know, I'm Montgomery. This is what I can do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. I, I have my website. Right. Which has some of the films you can get mm-hmm. like through there on YouTube. Yeah. For directing, I've kind of just been like, here are the films, and yeah. they kind of speak for themselves. Okay. But because I've been shooting more ads, actually, mm-hmm. I've been thinking I need to do like a commercial director reel. Very cool. So that is interesting that you bring that up yeah. because it's been in my head <laughs> for like a now little like, while. Oh, shit. Like, okay, I got to get this together, <laughs> send it to Priscilla. Yeah, but, right. um, no, I mean, it's but, a good way to get your name out there. You know? Yeah, but in terms of acting reel, like yeah. must have an must acting have. reel. Okay. 
because um, people want to see what you can do. And again, I think if you only have one film mm-hmm. and you're not able to make a directing reel, then the film speaks for itself. Right. You know, you made the thing. I was going to say, like, how many, like, films or, like, how many projects do you have to have under your reel to, like, to make a reel, you know? Because I, I, that was something I always doubted. I'm like, I feel like I don't have that many projects to, like, make a reel. So I just kind of send out my film. But I do get that sometimes people don't have time to watch a full, like, 20-minute mm-hmm. hour mm-hmm. film. So it's like, you know, your reel does summarize it all in what like three minutes so yeah i guess is there like a limit of like oh you need this amount to like make a reel or is it kind of just your preference i think it's just your preference i mean even if you because also you can i mean you can show screenshots to people like i have those yeah i have those on my uh website and I think, yeah, I think some people will watch them and tell yeah. you, and some people will watch the f- first five minutes and right. say it was good. I think directing <laughs> real is kind of a weird thing because mm-hmm. you're seeing the visuals that like you and a cinematographer put together. Right. And then you're seeing the actors act in words that maybe you wrote, but they're saying. Yeah. And maybe someone it else wrote them. It so you're weird. like, what is a directing reel? It's like the vision. Right. <laughs> but I think if you are, if you do have that eye for mm-hmm. like, cinematography like grab your phone and get some cool shots and somebody walking through and do Mm -hmm. some cool lighting with a friend or Mm -hmm. who's an actor or your partner or whoever Mm -hmm. and those you can kind of show that i can be a visual storyteller um so you know i think in terms of directing rail it's not totally necessary especially if you're making stuff okay but if you want to get something together like shoot some cool visuals get some cool looks like emulate filmmakers that you like or you're like i really like the shot can Mm -hmm. i go shoot it can I make it similar? In my yeah. street, you know? Right. So I like that. That's you can great, do stuff like that. That's great um, advice. When you said earlier, like, you watched your um, feature film back and then you realized, like, it's better as a short film. I feel like that <laughs> takes, like, it's not easy to be able, like, to watch something and be like, this did not turn out the way that I envisioned it. This is maybe not the best. Like, I should cut this out. Because we want to hold on to everything. Like, you're like, oh, like, this is how I wrote it. Like, we mm-hmm. should keep. So how are you able to... To really sit down and be like, no, this is not good. I need to cut it out. Yeah, I mean, that was difficult. I think uh, I think it was definitely a tonal thing because mm-hmm. uh, it was like a rom-com all the way through. And then there's mm-hmm. like a big twist at the end. Mm-hmm. And everyone was kind of like, this doesn't really make sense. And <laughs> I, I think, well, yeah. and it's funny because I think in retrospect, yeah. I should have just trusted it. It okay. ended up being like 55 minutes. Okay. But I should have just said like, this is it. Whether, yeah. you know, but what I did was I backed up and I said, oh, no, wait, it's not perfect. Uh, but it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. People are yeah. always going to have something to say too. They're like, they're like, you're like oh, that was cool, but you could have done this or Mm-hmm. Honestly, even when I watch back old projects that I did, I'm like, I could have done that. But right. like, it is what it is. Like you, that's what you put out there. And like, this was your vision initially. And like, not everyone's always going to like everything that you put out there. But I mean, I also get like taking feedback. Like, obviously, if it's like, oh, the dialogue is trash. It's so right. on the nose. Like, right. we're going to fix that. But <laughs> right. Well, it's funny, too, because once I finally released it, everyone yeah. was like, oh, it's actually pretty good. Oh, okay. And I was like, I'm just being so hard on myself yes. about something that was like my first go. Mm-hmm. We raised the money. We shot the thing in like eight days. Nice. It was like a very small crew, a lot yeah. of friends. It was like a really cool experience. Yeah. And I just put so much pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. So I think just trust yourself. Like, yeah. go after what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Make it and yeah, get feedback, but also know like, okay, this isn't perfect, right. but this is what I wanted to make and right. I can learn from it. Because if you are a filmmaker that wants to keep going, every filmmaker looks back on their stuff and says, oh, I could have yeah, changed yeah. this or I could have <laughs> done that or I should have yeah. done this. So, um, you know, and that was our, that was my first 
real film mm-hmm. and I was going after a feature mm-hmm. and you know, it was like what, uh, nine years ago. So nice. it's like the amount of stuff we learned, we yeah. shot a feature in 2019. Like we learned so much from all everything. In I was going to say, what's the different now that you have more experience, like what are some major differences that you faced or dealt with? Like we also shot during COVID too. So that must've been kind of a, yeah, we shot right roadblock. before COVID. Actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you missed yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. So yeah. What was your experience like? Um, so it was awesome. I mean, you know, we, we tackled a Goliath, you know, tell us about the story. Like, what is it about? So, so it's exposure 36. Um, it's about a photographer who becomes a drug dealer to make ends meet and his friend goes missing Mm. and he's got to figure out what happened to his friend before the clock hits zero because there is a, like a world catastrophic event that is going on kind of like a Mayan calendar where like on this day the world's the gonna world end. ends yeah oh and that shit scared me like 2012 i was yeah. like is it gonna happen is it yeah, gonna happen yeah, yeah. <laughs> well what, what we love about the film is that there's this feeling of some people believe it's gonna happen and mm. some people don't but because there's all these like yeah. natural disasters and things right. happening like real life in the world of the yeah. film people some people are like oh the world's ending and other right. people are like no it's not ending right. so it's this cool interesting thing that we I played like around that. with. and where can we find the film uh, it's on Amazon and cool. Apple TV. Uh, it's also on Tubi if you if you uh, nice. want rather watch it that way with ads. Oh my god, that is um, so exciting! So definitely check it out. Exposure thirty six, and that was written and directed by my brother Mackenzie. Um, oh so, my god, I love that it's a family like yeah. <laughs> production. That's so cool. Like, yeah, oh, that's awesome. I mean, we have a cool like yin and yang where he, mm-hmm. I, you know, he might tell you something different, but. <laughs> He, Get him on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. He's like very technical. He's very like behind the camera cinematographer, and mm-hmm. I'm th- the actor who's yeah. now behind the camera. Yeah. So we just have this very cool like technical versus mm-hmm. you know m- maybe we will we'll watch the actor doing their thing and we'll yeah. kind of look at each other and, yeah. and then I'll be able to express what he's thinking mm-hmm. in a way that an actor can absorb it. That's mm-hmm. not just like can you like be happier, you know, because that right. doesn't work. So, And how do you stop yourself from maybe, like if you're directing someone, how do you stop yourself from maybe acting out what you want from them? Because you're an, also an actor, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like almost like, yeah. not like, like, like you're trying to demonstrate it, but it might come off as like, you know, do it this way. <laughs> yeah, I always try and like uh, give an analogy or mm-hmm. do something for them to go after. Like okay. you're trying to surprise this person or you're right. trying to scare them, but you know, the objective, mm-hmm. I guess. Right. Um, but also I'll say like, you know, you're reaching hand, you're reaching your hand in the cookie jar and they're slapping it. Mm -hmm. And that's not what's actually happening Mm -hmm. in the thing. But that to me gives them something to play with. Right. And it's not me being like, you're being sneaky. Yeah. It's me being like, take that Mm -hmm. little story I told you and put it towards Mm -hmm. what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And that I think what I've learned from being on both sides is it's a collaboration. 100%. So if I'm just saying how I want you to say it, yeah. then you as an actor, you're like, okay, well, this guy's just telling me everything. But mm-hmm. if I can almost, I, I wouldn't say it's like manipulation, but you're kind of like, you know, being like, here's the way that I want you to get to where I'm trying to right. get you, you know? Yeah. Um. So, but that's also casting is, you know, Huge. 95% it is. It really of is. the performance. So yes. if you cast the right people, then you don't really have to, do that much with them. It's just kind of fine tuning things. How important is the director actor relationship in your opinion, since you've done both sides? Yeah, I think it's really important. Um, I think as a director, you want to create a very comfortable environment for actors to like feel like they can, you know, go all the way, whatever they need yeah. to do. Cause obviously you're going to be vulnerable on camera. Right. 
Um, I think it's, you know, respecting everyone on set, mm -hmm. but, you know, the actors are the ones that when they come and they're ready to go and you've set up everything, it's like really just focusing on them. Right. Um, and then I think as an actor, it's respecting the vision, mm -hmm. understanding that it's yeah. not about you, you know, yeah, so yeah. it's like, yeah, I'm the, one, no, I'm, I'm the one crying on camera, but, <laughs> but you, you know, we're all here together. Um, and I it think it's a team effort. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just, you know, being flexible and working mm -hmm. things out. Mm -hmm. I always say to directors, too, if like if you notice an actor is doing something or they yeah. have an idea and it might not be exactly your idea, mm -hmm. let them try it, especially mm -hmm. if you have time. Like, yes. OK, we'll do one like that. You know, right. if we only have three takes. I get it. Right. But it's like, let's do one like that. Try it out. See yeah. if it works. Because you might be surprised as a director of like, oh, I didn't see it that way. That's really cool. Right. And then they've had their chance to you know, get out their mm -hmm. creative juices. Mm -hmm. And then you can say, that was great. Can we try it this way? I just yeah. want to see what that brings. Right. And that's a way of being like, you did your thing. Now can mm -hmm. we do mine? So mm -hmm. I think it's like, that's where the collaboration and communication is really important. A hundred percent. So 2019, I'm assuming you're still in New York, right? Cause yep. yes. Yep. Okay. And then you shoot the film, you finish it. Was it, was it in post-production already before COVID hit or was it in like were you dealing with post-production during COVID? So we had to do pickup shots in December. So, so my brother's an editor also by oh, trade. Nice. So like <laughs> save a lot of money there. I that, yeah, that's huge. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but he uh, so we needed to get some pickup shots and we did that. Mm -hmm. But then, of course, you know, Jess and I drove across the country in January of 2020. So right. we were in L.A. for about yes. a month and then the mm -hmm. world shut down. But we had the film feeling good about it. We were going to start getting, I think we were actually talking to a composer mm -hmm. or my brother had someone in mind that he wanted to work with. Mm -hmm. And then everything kind of shut down. So okay. we were very fortunate that the people that we worked with mm -hmm. were like, we want to make this thing, even if you guys are still raising money. Because okay. actually what happened was we raised enough for production. Nice. And then but we said, if we have, mm -hmm. you know, stills to show and a trailer to right. show, then we can raise money on the back end, which like I wouldn't totally recommend because <laughs> it's easier to just have all the money and go right. blow right through it. Mm -hmm. But um, and things come up sometimes yeah. too, where you're like, oh shit, this costs more than I thought. Which you we know? delayed our you know post production mm -hmm. crowdfunder like oh. you know almost nine months because of that. So mm -hmm. because of the pandemic and everyone yeah. was scared and right. holding their house, we're like they right. don't want to give us money. Yeah, if we make like, our we might film. all die. So. Um, <laughs> So, but once the, you know, the sun started shining again yes. and people were kind of peeking out of their homes yeah. is when we felt like, okay, this could be a good opportunity. And also people saved a lot of money mm -hmm. in the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Well, like those fortunate and who were able to, yeah. um, which are usually the people that you're asking for money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, so it was a, it was an interesting time to yeah. be able to raise money, Yeah. but we were able to raise like, I think it was 90% of it nice. of what we were asking for. Nice. Um, but the composer the colorist mm -hmm. special effects they had all done it we you know we signed contracts right. but they all did it like deferred payment right so we had the film completed pretty much nice and then we did the fundraiser and we raised it so cool. and then we okay. paid everybody but um so it was cool to to yeah. work with people who were just yeah. hungry to make stuff mm -hmm. and really loved the film mm -hmm. and just wanted to collaborate with us wow that's that's really awesome so then when you're here the pandemic hits what are you what is going through your mind are you like did you regret moving here at all because you're like oh my god i just moved here and the pandemic hit and now everything's like on pause like literally nobody was leaving the house like you said auditions started becoming online auditions mm -hmm. that's like a major transition that's super like 
not normal for, <laughs> for an actor. <laughs> so what were you thinking? Yeah, I think we were, I mean, I think we were more freaked out like anybody uh, yeah. else, you know, yeah. of just like what's going on and even, you know, my family's in New York. So mm-hmm. we had those conversations of like, should we just go back and yeah. live with my parents for a little bit yeah. just to like get our feet on the ground? Right. Um, but because Brooklyn was in such a weird place. Yeah, it was pretty, the cases were high in New yeah. York. Like, I remember in the beginning, it was like, oh, God, New York. Like, right. Yeah. Well, it's like everyone's on top of each other, and it's like, where's here? It's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, there's a lot of a people, but, up, but you can walk on the <laughs> right. other side of the street and stuff in New York. It's like yeah. everyone's there. Yeah. So we said, no, let's let's stick it out. Like, yeah. We, we live in Santa Monica, so we had the, the beach, the beach yeah. and yeah. we could walk around. So uh, we felt very fortunate for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was kind of cool is a friend of mine, Mike Paisano, mm-hmm. Um, he started an idea and got a bunch of writers together. We had, this is like my first writer's room. Oh, cool. So we did a, like a, a, and I think a lot of people did this, but it was a web series that we shot like through Zoom. No. Um, I mean, I didn't do uh, that. That's pretty yeah. cool. Let's hear it. Yeah. Uh, it's called Lock- like a lot of people do something like, I think what? Everyone did it. Um, <laughs> like everyone does this. I mean, I think what was cool about it was an, it was an example of saying, okay, we have a lot of obstacles, but how can we make something? Yeah. And it was called Lockdown Living. Check it out. I think there's eight cool. episodes out. I want to watch that. Every, we had, um, uh, we had a group of, I think it was five of us on the writing mm. team and so everyone wrote their own thing. So and, are you guys meeting on like over Zoom and then yeah. it's like, okay, you bring five pages. I, yeah, pretty much. And it's yeah. the same story or you're writing different things? No, so we 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 had come up with a bunch of different ideas. Okay. And then somebody said, I really want to write this one, I wanna write that one. So that so uh, it came okay. like, okay, Got everyone it. next That's week cool. or in two weeks come with a finished thing and we'll right. give notes. Um so That's that was literally really cool. what I want. That's yeah. the perfect way to Oh my god, that's so good! Because I did that in film school, and like mm. every every week we had to we had to write a new ten pages, mm. and like having someone like not kind of like on you, but like you know like you have deadlines. Yeah. Like that's I need the I need deadlines. Yeah, I mean, I definitely recommend for anyone out there to yeah. start or get into a writers mm-hmm. group if you have five friends or two or yeah. one. Um, just start like, doing that because, like you said, oh, bring <laughs> counting uh, all my friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, just bring ten pages, and then everyone yeah. reads, and and just it's just encouraging, right? Um, but with lockdown living, we so we 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 shot through Zoom, but mm-hmm. what it really was was because actors know how to self tape, right? We shot we put the phones in front of their computers because the zoom quality would differ right. between everyone's computers and web camera totally. so for like if everyone has like a you know an iphone 10 and above it's gonna we're be pretty good mm-hmm. so they shot tangerine on an iphone exactly yeah exactly so yeah. we ended up doing it that way and it worked out really well wow yeah what what obstacles did you go through like filming on like filming like that yeah i mean because that's not easy well you know producing was tough because we can't mm-hmm. be there it's very remote right which i learned a lot doing that and hap- has helped me out in yeah. jobs later. Yeah. Um, but you end up, you know, ordering everything on Amazon, sending it to the actor, <laughs> working with them of like, you know, if we had to set up a space like this, I'm on the computer being like, can you put the poster there and can you hang the pictures wow. there and let's make the camera yeah. here? Yeah. You know, so it was interesting to have that experience. And, you know, all the actors were really uh, great about, I mean, they had to be cinematographer. They right. had to be lighter, yeah. you know, a gaffer. They had right. to do set deck so and costume and you know we work wow. together but when push came to shove it was like them literally it's it's set, it. like you're really working together you're playing yeah. all the the hat like, all the roles which is amazing and like that's that, it makes the project more fun to watch mm-hmm. too like I'm, I'm actually really excited to see that where can where can we watch that uh so that's on youtube so cool. it's lockdown living just check it out um Hell yeah. it was really fun there's a lot of good 
a lot of good stuff on there. Really talented people. We had a really cool group. Oh my god, that. how fun! And how did you find this group of people? Like, are you because you're new to LA? So how how did you find a group so quickly? Like, did you put yourself out there by going to like networking events? But like, it's also limited because of COVID. So like, how were you? You know, how were you meeting people? Well, it's funny because I moved to LA, but then I was still like in New York for a mm. year because okay. of I was zooming with all my New York friends. So actually, Mike, oh, who started okay. Lockdown Living, and the other writers were mm -hmm. all in New York. Got it. Okay. So I was the only one in LA, <laughs> and then same thing. We actually got a bunch of actors together. Uh, different friend of mine, James mm -hmm. Rich, mm -hmm. and we did a Facebook kind of script reading thing oh, wow. because we were like, actors want to read scripts, and we should, mm -hmm. and because watching a movie and reading the scripts kind of a different thing, yes. and we wanted to kind of, you know, brush up and mm -hmm. keep up on it, mm -hmm. so we would just read like our favorite film scripts, and we started cool. building a big group, and wow. I mean, there's a Facebook group floating around that nobody uses anymore. <laughs> that we use that for but uh i think we just called it like covid script reading you know but i love that. that's fun. so cool though yeah oh so my it was God. like two hours on a sunday and we all just got together and I and read it i'm Zoom. inspired i'm like i need to do that <laughs> <laughs> it was great because that, that's i i have writer's block i deal with writer's block a lot especially like now that i'm i've been spending more time at home and i'm like i'll have like maybe like the first like five pages i'm like inspired i'm like yeah like this is me great and then i'm like I don't know and then I just kind of like stop and then I'm like does that even make sense is that even good and I kind of start to doubt it and then I like push it away and then I just do something else and then like maybe a couple days later I'll go back and I'm like oh my god the dialogue was so on the nose like I, and then I just like change everything around and stuff so it's weird though like how do you deal with writer's block when mm. when you have deadlines and like you know people counting on you <laughs> I mean I think you know I think that's a big uh, aspect of finding the fun yeah. or in following the fun. Right. Um, and I think with Lockdown Living, it's like we were just having a blast. Mm -hmm. You know, when I'm writing a feature film yeah. script of my own, yeah, I go through that too. Right. And <laughs> okay, I go and, <laughs> or I'll go and read back and be like, oh, this actually wasn't as bad. As, as I, like, <laughs> yeah, it's on the nose and whatever, right. but like, okay, this is actually like kind of interesting. Right. So I think it's just trusting yourself and mm -hmm. knowing. And I, I had a great um, professor in college. Mm. Her pen name is Arlene Hutton. Mm -hmm. She said that you don't have to like your first draft. You just have to write it because writing is rewriting. That's, that's true. And rewriting is really hard. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but you learn so much by just getting Put through the it. the words on the page. <laughs> I mean, even sometimes what I'll do, because I write a treatment first. Yes. So I know from beginning to end what's mm -hmm. going to happen. But I'll be, you know, on page 30 and I'm like, I know I have to finish this scene and I know yeah. like this yeah. has to happen, but yeah. I don't know how to get there yet. So I'll just write like in all caps, like this happens. <laughs> and then I'll go to the next scene because this it's is like, happening. I just got to get to the end. Yes. And then you go back and read it and you go, oh, and you get inspired by your own stuff. And okay. That, you know what? I've been, I've been doing that. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe, yeah. maybe I'm not like completely off track. You're on the right path. Yeah. Because I'll right just sit path. there and I'm like. I'm just not in the mood to write this part yet. Or like, I'm yeah. like the dial, it's not coming to me mm -hmm. yet. So I'm like this, when you, when you come back, like just put this right. Right, like as a uh, placement block, like kind of like, right. so you know, like, okay, this needs to go here. Yeah. So that makes sense. I okay. mean, I've written films where I'm just like, I know what I want to happen. So let me just write all the way through. Yeah. And then I get stuck somewhere. Yes. I just hit a roadblock. Me. But with the <laughs> treatment, you know, okay, the yes. next scene is going to be back at his house doing this. So let me just jump to that. And keep going. And when you read it later, they'll say, oh, yeah, I totally didn't finish the scene, but you Bottom might know how to film it at that or yeah. finish it. And, you know, they say get in late and leave early. So sometimes you might find, oh, this is actually a good place to just get out of the scene. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's actually very true. <laughs> 
So I know you helped Jessica make the short film Be Good, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. I have talked about on episode 97 as well. Um, (laughs) How was that? Because you guys created that um, in the lock during the lockdown as well. right? Yeah. yeah. How long after moving here and all that did did you guys decide to make that? Uh, I think that was October of 2020, if I'm correct in that. Um, if I'm not, sorry, Jess. Um, but we, yeah, we rented a camera, mm-hmm. we got some lights, mm-hmm. you know, luckily there were a couple of, uh, rental houses that were right. still kind of open. open. You know, yeah. I think towards the end of 2020, Things were people like, started like dipping their toes right. in the water. Like but more open to go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think it was one of those things where the guy, cause it was out of a guy's house and I think it was like Los Angeles camera rental. Yeah. You know, it was like really, the yeah. guy's really nice and I wish I remembered his name, but <laughs> Um, great place. Googled it. Oh, I Googled like <laughs> Los Angeles camera rental and there was this place that came up and it was a guy's house. In but an it was, alleyway. Like, it wasn't that creepy. But I pulled up to a street and he said, just wait outside and I'll let you know when to come in because oh, okay. I saw people going in oh. one at a time oh, okay, okay, because okay, it was okay. like, you know, COVID and right, stuff. Right, that's and then, um, and it was funny because there were like a good amount of, you know, you can spot a film person. Yes. Like why, you know, it's all black, yeah. a hat and, yeah. you know, um, so I recognize, you know, all the all the film people all the renting signs. stuff. <laughs> the <Yeah>. Filmmaker. <laughs> I, but what was funny is because I have all this experience, mm-hmm. we were able to film it. Yeah. Because Jess is amazing, but mm-hmm. you know, like, like because I've had experience yeah. doing sound. And, yeah. And working with lights, which I didn't have that much experience, but I had a little bit, you yeah. know. Um. So we were able to just kind of cobble stuff together and. Yeah. It turned out um, great, by the way. Yeah, I watched thanks. it. The, like, the whole thing was really well done. And the ending, I was like, oh, chills. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, Jess is so talented. She wrote an amazing, mm-hmm. like, short film. Yeah. And she has a really good eye for directing. So yeah. uh, collaborating was really cool. And she would have an idea. And then I would throw an idea. And mm-hmm. we'd be like, ooh, let's put oh, them together. Yes. So that was really cool to just... Because, yeah, you, know, you guys are... You, I mean, you guys are not only both actors. You guys are directing the story together, too. So... You know, how how were you guys able to kind of work through that? Like, okay, now I'm putting my directing hat on Mm -hmm. and now I'm going back to acting. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. how how were you guys able to do that? Well, what was cool is that she was she was directing and acting. So we could really just that was her her thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And but we obviously were choosing shots Mm because it was just us, too. So it's not like there was a whole crew and stuff. Yeah. Um, But I would set lights. We'd look at it. You know, we had a camera put on a tripod Mm -hmm. and then, you know, we shot a lot of handheld. But Mm -hmm. I think. We would really talk about, like, how is this shot pushing the story forward? Because it is a short film. Right. You know, what can we do? So we, you know, Jess had the great idea of, like, shooting through the fishbowl. Yeah. You know, and and even the shot of, like, you know, tracking towards the bathroom Mm -hmm. mirror while Mm -hmm. she's, you know, doing sit-ups in the the tub. It's like we had some cool ideas that we were able to be like, how is the camera telling this story? Totally. Um, And that was something that we really wanted to push Mm -hmm. through. So. I think it was it was just cool to collaborate with her. I oh mean, my god, I can't even imagine. There yeah, was like, a lot of trust. I think was. I was really gonna what say, like, what is it like working with um, your partner, your significant other? What is that situation like? That is so cool. Like, not a lot of people can say that. Mm-hmm. I can't. I mean, I think I think we were fortunate that we both have had a lot of experience, and we've been through the ups and downs of it. You know, we've been in a relationship for a long time and yeah. doing creative stuff together. Yeah. So like there's been highs and lows for sure, like right. on the creative side. Yeah. But I think because we were both so excited about the piece, mm-hmm. we were trusting each other. Right. It was a really good collaboration. Like right. we were working together. I think that is why it came together so well. And yeah. now when we talk about the next stuff, we're like, yeah, that energy is where we want to be. So, yeah. um, you know, I mean, I'll say like when we were making the show, I was so mm-hmm. like insecure about what I was doing mm-hmm. that, 
you know, there was a lot of ups and downs and I was stressed and we yeah. were yeah. doing things and dealing with that because she was also in it. Right. So it's like I didn't always because I directed it and I right. wrote it and I was in it. Yeah. And yeah. that was a big learning lesson for me of like, right. I don't have I hadn't totally figured out the mental capacity of I was gonna say, I'm an actor now. I'm a director now. Yeah, I'm a producer like, now. I'm the writer now. Hats, yeah. So I think that was a really good learning experience mm-hmm. for both of us to know like, okay, I shouldn't ask this question or like yeah. maybe now is not the right time right. or how do how do we like collaborate on this so yeah. we can help make the vision be the best. So yeah. I think that's something that because, you know, like working with the people that are closest to you. Yeah. Like, I mean, even working with my brother, it's yeah. like it can be family um, charged. Family. Right. Yeah. But it's always so rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can make it work, like I recommend it because. Yeah. And if you like, let's say you guys didn't agree on something, like, how do you guys communicate through that? Like, you know, do you explain like, hey, like, I see it this way. And, you know, maybe she sees it that way. Like, how would you guys um, compromise? I think, yeah, I mean, I think it's ultimately on a set. She's the director. Mm -hmm. You know, when we were shooting that, it was her final decision. So and I think she was understanding enough to ask that question. Like, Mm -hmm. why do you think that? Like, what Mm -hmm. is the what's the thought Mm -hmm. behind it? And it might be like, oh, I see what you're saying, but right. I want to do this visually. Yeah. Or, I mean, sometimes we're like, let's try it both ways. Like, it's just us. Yeah, that's you know, true. We're, we're not yeah. paying anybody. <laughs> that's fair. That's um, fair. So, so we did some of that. Mm-hmm. And But, yeah, I think ultimately it's like if you're on a set, like knowing, okay, they're in charge and mm-hmm. I'm just here to help do their vision. Mm-hmm. And then also if you are the director and people have ideas, yeah. like welcome that because you might – learn oh wow that's actually a really cool idea that that we should try out right exactly do you see yourself working on more future projects together um like short films like feature films like how far do you guys want to take it together yeah for sure um i think we are talking about short films all the time Mm -hmm. because that feels the most like immediate right um but you know she was in exposure 36 she's been in pretty much everything what's your role in exposure 36 it's funny because she has like a really small part but (laughs) She gets like mugged in in the beginning. <laughs> nice. You're like you're gonna get robbed. She gets held at like knife point. Oh my god. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, Jess has been in literally everything we've done Fun. pretty much. Yeah. Um. So, you know, she played. I would too. She yeah. played Death in Red Mosquito. She played the stage manager in the show. Um. You know, so it's like she. Yeah. She literally has been there since the beginning, mm-hmm. and it's just been a learning experience for both mm-hmm. of us. So, so yes, moving forward, yeah, we yes. want to keep working together. Love and, that. And we both keep, like, you know, improving in different parts mm-hmm. that it's like, oh, that's going to be great when mm-hmm. we're working together again on this next one, you know? <laughs> exactly. What are, are you working on anything now, or are you taking a little break from the last project? Well, lockdown living was 2020. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, are you talking about with Jess or just in By general? yourself, yeah. Or um, in general, so, I guess. So, we got distribution mm-hmm. uh, 2021, 2022. And I'm like, what year is it? <laughs> for Exposure 36. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so, it came out May of 2022. Got it. So, my brother and I had a couple scripts that we were like, okay, when yeah. this is done, let's start on the next one. Right. So, so, we're working on the mm-hmm. next script. Um, and getting the pitch deck together, and we're going to start raising money. And then I'm also writing a feature film that I've been very excited about. Um, How do you balance the time for writing, producing, and 
acting? Because you did say, like, acting is still your main thing that you want to pursue, right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, like, can you tell me? Because I'm, I'm trying to do a lot of stuff here, too. But I, I'm like, there's not enough hours in the day. Well, what's funny is because acting is so immediate. They're like, right. hey, here's a here's a self-tape. You got to do it by Tuesday. And you're like, OK, so I, I have to prioritize this because it's I have to get it done in time. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can't say that I write every day. OK. But. I, you know, try to write as much as I can. Mm -hmm. And it's like months will go by where I haven't written a lot. And then mm -hmm. months will go by where I'm like cranking out and yeah. I finish the script. So I, uh, I try my best to not, you know, beat myself up mm -hmm. or have any kind of like, okay, I'm just here today. Let's, <laughs> I'm just here know, today. let's follow the fun. I showed up you know? today. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And like, even today I, I sat down and I wrote like a couple lines in my script nice. and I was like, okay, that's like, I don't have any more time, but I'm glad I did that. I right. got to read through it again. Like so, that. um, I mean, balancing it out is just uh, just one thing at a time on the yeah. to-do list. No, you know? that's huge. I think like because it's not that easy to necessarily balance. And I feel like you have to see what's important at the time for you and like what's making, like you said, like what's making you happy. Like what mm -hmm. are you enjoying? And and you know, it's it's different. Like every every few months, you know, maybe you know, acting was what it was like a couple months ago, but now like producing because you have to like come up with a script and find the budget and the and the all this and get the people together. So right. that's I mean I think I think it's like knowing when to put each hat on too. Exactly. You know, when, okay, yeah. I'm gonna be a writer today. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be a producer tomorrow. That. And even just sections of life. Like for the next right. three months I have to yeah. produce this thing. Yeah. And then when I'm on set, I'm the director. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm in front of camera I'm the actor. You mm -hmm. know, so it's just that and that's what took me a long time to learn was when I have to take off one hat and the other because right. I remember actually I was on a short film that I was just acting in. I didn't even produce it. Yeah. it was a friend of mine yeah. said, "Do you want to be in this thing?" Yeah. And they were trying to figure out where to put a light, and I'm standing there like drinking like, my water, and I'm like, "Trying to you know, it might help if you guys put it over there." And the, literally all of them turned around at me is like, "Why is this actor telling us where to move the light?" And I was like, "Never mind, never mind." Like, and that was just me being like, on my right. set, maybe I'd be able to say that, but right, also right. just noticing like, okay, yeah, I'm just the actor today, and yeah, so so that was a that was a learning I, lesson. I guess. <laughs> it's all that's what it is. It's a bunch of learning lessons, right? We yeah. just figure it out as we go. I was gonna say, do you think it's helpful or not necessarily like i don't know if helpful is the right word but like do you think it's tricky to be the director and actor on your on your own set like is it easier to have like a co-director when you're directing and acting or you know how to, like what's the best way to go about that yeah i mean the the times that i have done both mm -hmm. i usually have a producer who is a director who's okay. my friend who knows the, the vision, story inside and out yeah um or like a dp who yes. who might be a director also yeah, yeah. Just so that you can, yeah, get somebody else's perspective of mm -hmm. like, yeah, maybe try this, you know, right, right. Um, because as actors, uh, we can get in our heads. Mm -hmm. But what I also do is mm -hmm. knowing I'm going to act in it. I do all the work mm -hmm. way before. Oh, so when okay. I go on set, I can just like kind of flip a switch. I'm like, I know this character. I've practiced. I've rehearsed it. Mm -hmm. I've lived in this person's mm -hmm. skin. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so it's not like, oh, let me discover something here. Right. Because I think, right. you know, some people get hired a couple days before the shoot. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, those actors are still kind of figuring out their thing. But yeah. if you know you're going to act in it and direct it, you mm -hmm. better be so prepared that um, that if somebody does, you know, throw something at you, yeah. you can do it because yeah. you're so in it. And you're like, yeah, I can do this as this character. So, and that's what we did with Exposure 36. I just had mm -hmm. put in so much work ahead of time that, because mm -hmm. I shot like right. a good, I was holding the camera for a good amount of it. Yeah. So then when 
and that was kind of weird too, just sitting on the couch and watching everyone <laughs> move stuff around me. And I'd be like, can I help? And they'd be like, no, sit. You're sit the actor and today. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, so that was interesting yeah. just to know, okay, this is like, and they were all very cool about it of mm-hmm. being like, no, you're the actor today. Like that's your job. So yeah. uh, I was really grateful for that. That, that is, that's really cool. I, I keep hearing you say like, you know, I, I'm fun. I'm getting crowdfunding and like, um, some money invested. Like, how do you, what's the easy, not easy way, but like, what's the best way to go about getting crowdfunding? Cause it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. I've, I've tried it before and like, I thought maybe like half the budget. Yeah. So is there like any tips you could give for people that, you know, are trying to get some funding? Cause it's expensive to make a yeah. movie and like. Like, when you're a director, we do have to fund our own stuff. Unless, like, you're already known and, like, a studio's paying for it, you know? Like, you are investing in yourself. So, it's a little scary. (laughs) For sure, yeah. I mean, I think there's grants, like, that you can go towards. There's, like, you know, screenwriting contests, things like that. That's a good place to start. And you also Mm -hmm. got feedback on your script. Mm -hmm. So, that's a good place to start. Now, for crowdfunding, Mm -hmm. I think it's like, you know, you're creating a pitch deck that people are going to read online. Yeah. Like, on a Kickstarter or Seed and Spark. And Seed and Spark was like super helpful cause, because it's mm-hmm. focused to filmmaking. Okay. So there's a lot of resources there. And that's okay. what we used for the for the post for feature film. Got it. For Exposure 36. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you just, it, it actually helps you because mm-hmm. you're essentially creating a pitch right. for the film. Right. Um, and there's a lot of resources out there. But, you know, I would say it just, you know, be as honest as possible. Mm-hmm. Um try and ask everybody i mean you know yeah. it's like like we said earlier the worst, the worst they can is say no. is no yeah so, and you you email it to everybody you text all your friends you remind yeah. them mm-hmm. um because also one thing that we learned is that there would be people that were like oh they're they're gonna give us a good amount of money because of xyz whatever our right. you know, right. assumption was right um and then somebody would come out of the woodwork and actually like give us more money than we expected and it's so it's just like you think oh this person's gonna give a lot of money and i don't expect these people to do it and then it's like and then suddenly it switches (laughs) and you you always you get constantly surprised so that's why i think it's like you gotta ask everybody and just see what happens you know was there ever a situation where you didn't raise enough money where it put your film on pause or where you had to rethink um getting the budget yeah i mean i i think I can't say that's happened that would that would almost like paralyze the film. Yeah. But then it just becomes a, okay, how can we save money here and there? Or, right. you know, I think for most uh, crowdfunding, you have to get like at least 80% or something like Stress. that <laughs> to actually get the money. Yeah, yes, oh, Indiegogo. Thank you. Indiegogo, Indiegogo. You, can, you can collect yeah. uh, whatever you Isn't raise. There one more? Well, there's know. Kickstarter, Seed and Spark, right. Indiegogo. But right. uh, at least ones. those are the big ones that mm-hmm. I know of. Um, but yeah, so you, you kind of have to get 80%. So you really got to set that as the goal. Right. Obviously, you know, you're trying to raise 10 grand. Right. But as long as you get eight, you're good. Mm-hmm. And then it's really just recognizing kind of trends. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is, and they tell you all of these things, but yeah. in the first like week, if you, you kind of want to raise like almost 50% of it. Shit. Okay. Because then people, you know, it's like a, it's like a, if, if you build it, they will come. If people yeah. are following, others will go. Yeah. So if you're showing people, Hey, I'm on two days left and we're really close to the money. Yeah. Then people are like, Oh, let me just give them 20 bucks because mm-hmm. they're so close. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of just that momentum of getting it, getting a lot in early mm-hmm. 
two little tricks that we did actually. I love tricks. Let us know. Was we <laughs> got some money beforehand. Okay. So we knew, let's say we had a thousand dollars. Okay. So if we got to seven and we were a couple days out, we could put in five hundred. Oh, so smart. people are seeing that money's being right. pumped it, in. It's like, oh, if you see other people putting money, you're like, okay. Right, do exactly. It. Or yeah. like, oh, they're yeah. so close. Let right. me help them out. Right. Um, so that is a good thing. And then uh the other thing was yeah, if you know somebody wants to put in money, be like, can you hold off mm-hmm. or get everyone to dump in right away? Mm. So it's like just playing your strategy out because yes. you can almost start yes. asking, you know, the, the heavy hitters, if you will, right. Uh, right. if they're willing to donate and what right. they're willing to do so that you kind of know, OK, at least we know we have a thousand dollars so we can play around with that. We can either throw it in immediately or hold it off yeah. just to help us Those are great keep tips. the momentum. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I, of I course. appreciate that. I'm like, huh. Now I know what to do too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, like not, gotta, not just the people listening, me too. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to do like a private while you're also doing a yes, crowdfunder. Exactly. You know? um, <laughs> so it's good. Yeah. Well, my last question would be um, where do you see yourself in the next 10 years? Wow, 10 years. Yeah. Um, a lot can happen, uh, right? On stage at the Oscars. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Dream big. Hell yeah. Shoot for the stars. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I want to be making films. You know, mm-hmm. I want to be acting, yeah. producing, directing. I think, I, you know, I'd love for No Tomorrow to be a household name. Mm-hmm. You know, we are making films. You guys are reading about us on yeah. Deadline. Hell yeah. You know, That's, um, congratulations. That's huge. That's such a accomplishment that must feel so great yeah yeah you know? no it's cool to see people writing about the film and actually yeah. exposure 36 yeah. shout out to video librarian uh we got in a list of like the best narrative films of cool. 2022 that they nice. reviewed so yes. so yeah i think the for 10 years it's mm-hmm. like just doing this on a higher level yeah you know, and really just starting to create a name for ourselves mm-hmm. and, and see that blossom which you're already doing yeah. so it's definitely possible it's thank definitely you. gonna happen <laughs> thank you so i'm um, very excited to see all so that yeah, yeah so it's much. gonna be great i i'm gonna watch all your movies because i'm like oh my god these <laughs> they all sound super exciting and totally up my alley so i'm definitely excited to watch them uh, would you like to throw out any instagram handles or oh, yeah. where people can follow um your films and your website and all that or even if they they need someone like an editor or producer for sure <laughs> <Never Well, know. laughs> for sure yeah i mean go to my website montgomerymorrow.com instagram at montgomerymorrow uh you know dm me contact me i'm always trying to help people because i try and pay it forward that's how i got started and i like recommending my friends mm-hmm. um follow no tomorrow no the number two M-A-U-R-O, um, and also notomorrow.com and, you know, YouTube, Vimeo. Hell yeah, check you're out everywhere. Check the feature film. <laughs> yeah, check it out. Really good branding on your name. I really <laughs> like that. <laughs> Thanks. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.